Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell. I'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer. I'm the owner of Maxwell's Fitness Programs, and I've been in business since 1994. The purpose of this podcast is to give you the real deal of what works and most importantly, why it works, hence the name, The Method to the Madness. And then once we have that information, we can get more fit and hopefully lead others to more fitness because you know what? That's the world I want. I want everybody to be exercising, eating healthy, and enjoying all the fruits of being physically fit and having a wellness lifestyle. All right. So hopefully a little bit of information helps us do that. Before I get to today's topic, I want to thank our sponsors, Jonathan and Lynn Gilden of the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. They currently have over 280 five-star reviews on Zillow. And you know what? The housing market is changing. My next door neighbor's house has been on the market for six or eight months now. It has not moved. I've seen nobody go by. It's a beautiful house. It's a nice house. Two years ago, this would not have happened. That thing would have been off the market. So in today's economy with what's going on with real estate, we need a pro to help you. That's why I trust the Gildens. Give them a shout, Jonathan or Lynn at 451-2412, area code 386. Today's topic is to put on your own oxygen mask. All right. Now let's talk about what that means. I often get a lot of my podcast ideas from other podcasts I listen to and some of the daily readers and things like that that I read and uh, learn how to apply it to my industry, what's going on in the health and fitness industry, the wellness industry, strength training, all that stuff, all that stuff that's in my wheelhouse and uh So when I'm listening to other things, I start thinking about how this really applies to my world. And I was listening to something this morning, and uh, Tim Ferriss was actually being interviewed on the Daily Stoic, which is a uh, podcast I listen to. And Tim Ferriss, many of you probably know, is pretty much a legend. Uh, He wrote The 4-Hour Work Week, The 4-Hour Body, Tools of the Titan. So he's like a, a really good in the, I don't know what you would call that, maybe self-help guru, maybe self-help area, um, production, business, whatever. But um, he was talking about different things and he said, you know, yeah, I mean, in order to save other people, you've got to put on your own oxygen mask first. So, and they talked a little bit about that. And that's a concept I've heard before. So I was thinking about that in our world and my world of physical fitness. And, you know, that really does apply. Um, What ends up happening a lot, what I see a lot, is people that are the loudest. I mean, this is slightly a different context, but it's still in in the same wheelhouse of what they were talking about. But people that are the loudest, people that are the biggest influencers a lot of times, people that are giving the most advice a lot of times in physical fitness. They haven't really figured it all out themselves yet. They are working on it, which is great. I mean, I want people to work on it. I want 
people to get better. And there is a way to get better. That's what's very frustrating in my industry is that all these hacks and all these different things that people try are so senseless. And really all they have to do is pick up the basics and, and learn what they're supposed to do or just simply do what they're supposed to do. But anyway, there's help to be had out there. But oftentimes the people that are giving the wrong advice, they're preaching a particular diet they want on, went on or a particular style of training that they heard about are the ones that are still really working on it themselves. In other words, they haven't had their own oxygen mask on long enough to save others. And maybe, maybe they shouldn't be doing that anyway, right? Like, why don't we leave the fitness advice to the experts who actually have studied fitness? Because oftentimes, again, what we're having is people that had may have found a little nugget of information that might help them. And then they start telling everybody else, which, you know, I guess is okay in a way. I guess it depends on the situation. There are sometimes just situations where they're passing on information to their friends because their friends ask. But then there are situations where they kind of get on their own social media pages or start grandstanding about certain things that maybe they don't know enough about to try to help people. And then people, you know, let's face it, we, uh, we have a lot of followers. Like we follow a lot, right, as a society. I think every society does that. So people in general tend to see things and go, oh, okay, I'm going to try that. Like, I don't know that the scientific method is ingrained in everybody to where they say, hold on a second, let me figure some things out for myself first. Let me do some research before I jump on this. I don't think that's people's first thought. I think it should be in everything, but I don't think that it is. So then they'll start following it. And then it's kind of like the blind leading the blind because two people are going down the wrong road. So I wanted to talk about that. I wanted to first caution somebody who may have found some success with something that you're doing, but you're not really a professional in the fitness industry, right? So you don't have the specific education. You don't have the specific license or certification. You don't have the allied health job code, right? So that means, no, you're not an expert. You're doing something as a hobby, which is great. And maybe you found some success at something, but are you absolutely qualified to be out there selling it to people that they should do it? I mean, I don't know that there's an industry that that happens more than the health and fitness industry. You know, i am been trying to think all day of an industry where that, you know, actually happens. But I can't think of any other than this. If you think of some, tell me. I mean, it probably does occur, but it happens all the time here. You know, I used to joke and say, you know, 
Why is it that the person at your work who you know has struggled the most trying to better themselves with health and fitness? And I'm not poking fun at anybody. I know it's hard. You know, I know it's hard for a multitude of reasons. I know that like things happen where it makes it harder to lose weight. Some people are predisposed to carrying more weight. There are hormonal issues. There is the marketing of pushing crappy foods down people's throats, which, yeah, 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 I know we have the choice to say no. I get it. But there's all these things that make it hard. I'm not poking fun at anybody. I love when people get better. But that doesn't mean they should turn in to the voice of expertise in the room. And it happens all the time. The person who has struggled the most finds a diet program that works for them temporarily. And they go on it. And then they're the person giving everybody advice. Now, it's a lot of people's fault because they ask. You know, again, they ask. And that's going to be the second part of this. You know, be careful who you are putting up on this pedestal for advice. But then often what happens is, often because statistics show that over 95% of the people gain their weight back, and that's sad. And maybe that's happening because people aren't doing it the right way because not enough people are following experts, or maybe they had unrealistic expectations. I don't know. But I do know in adulthood that 95% of the people put the weight back on. I hate that. I want to see that number change. So when and if that happens, don't you go, okay, wait a minute now. We're following them now on this diet. When two years ago, they were pumping this diet and they lost some weight. And then I watched them gain weight again. Then they got on this diet. And then now they've lost some weight again. So now like I'm going to follow them again on the diet venture they're on. I mean, come on. I mean, who who's silly there? It's the People that are constantly looking to the people who struggle the most for advice. I mean, you need to look to the experts for advice because there is a lot of money being spent every year. Trillions of dollars. I said billions the other day. I saw a statistic. Trillions of dollars on in the wellness industry, yet 75% of our, of our country, the United States, is now obese and overweight. So... That is a huge money-making industry that's out there to grab your attention. Why don't you instead go to experts that can help you instead of the advertisements that you constantly see? Here's a good example. We at my gym, Maxwell's Fitness Programs, I don't advertise. Hardly ever. I do educational posts, so I guess that's a form of advertising. I don't pay for it. But I mostly do that because I'm trying to show people the right way to exercise. I did an ad in the um, hometown news because I won the best personal trainer thing. And in all honesty, I felt kind of guilty because I know the guy. And, uh, you know, he said, you won. You want to do a thank you ad? I'm like, "Ah, okay. I mean, you know, it was $250. He's probably listening. And now he's going to feel like a schmuck. Um, I don't know. But, I mean, it was a good ad. They, they made it nice, but I was kind of like, I don't need the business, you know? Like, we're busy. We got a waiting list. So that's a good example. The people who are the experts out there aren't marketing their butts off because they're successful and they know what they're doing. It's the people that aren't that are doing it, all right? But, you know, that's a little bit on a rant in another direction. 
But so often the people who are, you know, trying to kind of save themselves but haven't yet are the ones giving the most advice. So the, the second part that I was said I was going to get to is this. Don't follow that. Don't follow it. You know, AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, and NA, Narcotics Anonymous, they're one of the most, they're two of the most successful drug rehabilitation programs in the world. They have some of the highest success rate for drug addicts and alcoholics. And they always talk about they have a program of attraction, not promotion. I love that. You know, so what that means is people start getting better themselves. They get better and then they change their lives, but they're not following their own program. Like they're following a program that works. They change their life. Typically, they don't broadcast it. You know why? Because they have a principle called anonymity. And a lot of people think of, oh, that's because they're embarrassed and they don't want to tell people that they're alcoholics, right? So they, they remain anonymous. But you know what? That's not why there's anonymity in the program. There's anonymity in that program because it protects the program. Because they don't want somebody out there, and it drives me nuts when I see people do this. It drives me nuts because I know working as a substance abuse counselor in my 20s and knowing a lot about the industry, you shouldn't do that. But they will talk about on social media their anniversary for sobriety. I'm like, you're breaking anonymity. And the reason why they don't want that is because then if that person relapses, it makes it look like the program failed. That's why there's anonymity. So basically, it's not this, you know, um, pat yourself on the back program. Now, follow me. No, it's it's a program of promotion, meaning the, the people get better. They start changing their lives. They followed a program that is out there for rehab. They didn't create it themselves. There's no money involved, except they throw a little money in the dish. That's about it. And they got better. Okay. So think of that. That's successful. That's successful. That's what I'm talking about here. So when I look at successful programs like that and I look at successful fitness programs, they're basic, they're boring, they're simple. I mean, they're boring in the sense of there's not a lot to it. Like it's not overly complicated. It's not fancy. You don't have to do a million in one fancy, silly kettlebell exercises to get strong. You don't have to do this perfect high-intensity interval program with steps and bands and tubes that you saw on Instagram to work aerobic. You can walk. You don't have to follow this, you know, I'm only going to eat for six hours in the day and I'm going to fast the rest of the time diet. Our bodies are not that complicated. You know, I said this to a client yesterday um, and I was just speaking in general. It's not like they were following these things, but... I said, so do you have a dog? They said, yes. I said, well, so when your dog needs to lose weight, what does the vet say? Vet says feed it less, right? So go from a cup and a half of food in the morning to a cup, and then the dog loses weight. My dog Hazel, who I love, love Hazel. Hazel's great. She can probably hear me talking because I'm at home making this podcast, looking up, hearing her beautiful name, right? So she got a little portly a couple years ago. You know, she, she kind of beefed up to about 55 pounds and uh, I brought her and, and I started cutting her food back. It was that simple. The vet who I love at Ravenwood getting free uh, free advertisement. That's okay. They deserve it. Love her. She's great. 
She was like, oh, poor little sweetie could use maybe, you know, drop a few pounds. I said, okay, you know, I want her knee to feel better. So let's do that. And um, I'd said, yeah, so basically cut her food back, blah, blah, blah. Vet says, yeah. So, you know, over the course of the year, instead of giving her three cups of dry food a day, I cut it to two cups. Guess what? She got down to 47 pounds. So she dropped it to to, to seven, eight pounds and brought her to the vet this year in December. She's like, what'd you do? I said, I cut her food back. She said, oh my God, you know, it's great. And she looked at me, she says, wouldn't it be great if like people would just do that? I'm like, yes. (laughs) The difference is we can control our animals' food quantity. I mean, it's really that simple. I mean, really weight loss is that simple. It really, really is. That's not sexy. That's kind of boring. You know, that's too easy. I mean, it's hard, but that's too simple to be true. But it's really all true. And the experts will tell you that. Not the people out there that are really trying to figure it out. The person that you know at your office who has struggled with their health and weight since you've known them for 30 years. And they're up and down and up and down. And they're the ones always giving out the diet advice. And you're always the one taking it, writing it down and following it. Come on. Isn't that silly? Isn't that silly? I mean, we really need to know who to follow on these things. And once we figure out a way, that's great. But I just believe that if you figure out the way, sure, you may want to show people. Sure, you may want to help people. But I just think there's a better way to do it than the maybe grandstand something that you're not 100% sure if that's what did it. You know, that I mean, I just I just caution everybody against that. Just really be careful because we've got a, we've got an obesity crisis in this country. And that's not the main reason. Of course not. No, it's not, but it's not helping. And I want to see people go in the right direction. So I want to see people follow the people who are expert at this. All right. So that's my advice for today. We do have to save ourselves. Of course we do. And then we can help other people. But maybe the best way we can help somebody we care about is to tell them to seek an expert for what they're trying to do at anything. I don't care what it is. I know a lot about running. I've run for years. I've raced for years. But when Ellen was complaining about like not liking shoes and stuff, I'm like, I'm not a shoe expert. And she knows that. So I got her a gift certificate for Christmas to go to Running Elements. And I said, look, here, this should be enough. Go and talk to one of those guys over there. They're really good. They've got their little testing stuff. Figure out exactly what kind of shoe you need. Listen to them and buy it. I mean, if we all did that, if we all just like really pushed people to go talk to experts, whatever they are, whoever they are, I just think we would all be better off. All right. Speaking of experts, Overhead Door of Daytona Beach is the expert place for garage doors in Volusia County in the state of Florida, actually. But we happen to have a local branch here owned by Jeff and Zach Hawk. The best product, the best service. If you need help with garage doors, please give them a shout at OverheadDoorDaytona.com. And one final thing, please remember to hit download on these It reflects in my numbers and my numbers help me grow for advertisement. I would really appreciate it. And please subscribe to the show on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this. I would love it. Thank you. Be max fit. Be max well. 